Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, by the way, we always, I feel like every time you uh, come on, although you're going yep. you're, to you're host this week, so, but I feel like every time you come on, we have to cut your, um, My your preliminary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're always telling us the really good stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's not like it's it's nothing. I have nothing negative to no, say. No, no, it's it's the it's the just uh, groundbreaking, uh, salacious, titillating. <laughs> I got some good stuff. I got some good stuff and diaries like Mary Astor. Ah, uh, I'm going to unleash. That's a great book. I'm I'm going to the Sorel book, the one with the illustrations. Yes, that's a terrific book. I'm obsessed with books. I just want to be. You're so antediluvian. <laughs> I don't know we, what that means. We went, just... we went to, uh, uh, you know, I'm a freelance. It's, it's Nancy. It took years for her to finally get used to it because most of my friends do some version of what I do. And yeah. she thought I was insane when she met me. And now she gets like, none of us take vacations because, you know, and we had the experience where we're, I was going to go to Galway for a film festival and like yeah. the day before. And it took everything to get me to. Go in the day you're like a week before I get a phone call at some big studio job and you're like shit. And it all fell apart right before I was gonna go. But she finally we we finally did our honeymoon in October, f- oh. five years, and uh went went to Maui and just oh, delayed gratification. Just, just <laughs> lay on a beach in Maui and read. That was it every day. Just get Yeah, up. that's my that's that would be my fantasy. It ruined me. It ruined me. I'd like I I don't I this is fun, but I'd like to great, rent, uh, my, my perfect vacation would be renting a lake house with a group of like-minded people. Oh, but then you got to talk to them. Sort of like the big <laughs> chill. Ooh. You know, enough people, yeah. may, maybe there'd be, you know, get together at night and eat and cook and. In the same house lives. though. In the same house. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, I like they, that. You can't, just, you, they just can't just come see you like every three or four days. That would be. The, well, I'm a talker, so uh, I, I'm, you know, I like to talk, and I, I like it'd be fun to do books and be out in the, you know, I don't know, painting pictures and bird watching and some bucolic. Yeah, yeah. swimming in the lake, drowning. Yeah. You know, Hawaii, man. Hawaii is beautiful. I'm there. I'm there, but uh, I prefer the lake houses, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, in case you haven't. Figured yeah. it no, out. You're not. Guess no, we speaking. don't do that. No, we don't, no. She's the guest, oh, she's her. the guest host. Oh, do I get to do that? Yeah, you get to show. Yeah, that's the whole. It's like Josh and Joe can't be here, so we've got a guest host. And okay, our, this is amazing. So, <laughs> first of all, I didn't do any cleverly. We plot these things out. Yeah, I felt like I should give notes, but then I, I really, because uh, I've mentioned this before on the show, but yeah. you were one of our uh, very first guests, and we sat down. You've got this great podcast, and and. Uh, you were giving me all these tips on how to do it, but you're saying, no, but there's a lot of research. And I remember laughing at you because we had stumbled across uh, a formula whereby our guests have to do all the research. <laughs> and you just show up. <laughs> we just show up. So, um, yeah. I, so. Find, I find that really, this, for me, that's remarkably brave because my lick is that I like to seem as if it's totally off the cuff, 
but it is thoroughly, I, I always call it prepartee. It's <laughs> instead of repartee, it's complete, it's completely prepared. Right. And then I show up and sat like, what, me? I'm just coming up with these lines, but I have it meticulously. Well, you say uh, like you asked. You ask the people out. questions about themselves and their work, which were, there's like, there's no way to do without. You have to sort of which know you don't care. Are. You just so you just roll out of bed. It's just, like you make movies, right? Or something. And tell us what your favorite films are. Well, I think it's just my own natural. It would be questions that I would ask. Sure. In real life over. If over you knew dinner. anything about the people. I'm sort of, I'm obsessed with analyzing people and finding out what makes them tick. It's probably why I'm single and not in a relationship. <laughs> it drives, I think it drives people a little crazy. But I we, always we, feel like I'm in an acting class. Oh yeah, but you're, but you're every film buff's dream girl. I mean, you know all sorts of stuff about movies. Yes. Yes. Oh, I like that. Would yeah. you, can you remember that for my headstone? <laughs> every film. <laughs> for that headstone. <clears throat> oh, that's good. Every film buff. Well, this is your oh, podcast, so. Let's yeah, you can guess. start anytime Get you want. Here. I'm but excited. Who, who are we? We're just guests, so yeah. it. how are, it's your well, show. Don't I'm introduce uh, us, though. I'm Ileana. Oh, I, I can say I'm Ileana, right? You no, can. you have to. Yeah, I am Ileana Duck. You're the host. This is your podcast. Not spoken. It's yours now. This is the Movies That Made Me with your hosts, Josh Olson. Ileana Douglas. But I'm I'm guest hosting today. We're in 2020, and uh, I know that January and, 10th, 2020. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. That just that's went over my head. My, it, it's my birthday. It's my oh, that's right. It's it your birthday. The date you see. Yes. Oh yes. It's your <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday. I've got to ask me where I'm coming from. Where are you coming from, Josh? Uh, I just had my annual birthday lunch with uh, Walter Hill, who shares oh. the same birthday. We, we've been trying to get on this show ever since we started. And, and Josh and always said, oh, don't worry, I can deliver Walter. He's going to. Walter he, will he, come. He, that he was will. How many episodes ago? With that? Yeah, that was like 55 episodes ago. <laughs> you have to spring it on the person or maybe just bring microphones with you. Oh, yeah. next <laughs> Like Henry Jack Lemon, Norson Wells. Do you know that I went to a party once? I won't say the comedian. <laughs> nor McDonald. Uh, but I went to a party and he, he was having a podcast. Oh, fantastic. At the party. That's kind of a great idea. But you'd be in the middle of like, you'd get your shoulder tapped. Like you're you, up, you're up, up for what? Well, Norm's doing his podcast oh, here. So yeah, but we'd have to cater it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. So if you really want people <laughs> that are trapped at a party. Well, if you offer them food, you can get a bit of uh, Yeah. It's true. <laughs> well, it was somebody else. But I always thought, do you, you know, do you need the permission of the host and hostess? He just set up and had people <laughs> coming over. They couldn't sign waivers. As they yeah. I said, God, I, God bless him. I love show business. <laughs> I love. Well, it's, kinda, it's, it's, uh, it's the Orson Welles film. Uh, um, I want to say written on the wind, you know, the last other one. side, written other side the of wind. the wind, um, other side, yeah, too much wind, just, I, I, too much wind, you know, he would have parties <laughs> and he would, the other side of the wind, the other side of the wind. Yes. I mean, that, that seemed to me, I know we differ on the, the final, but however, whatever you think of the film, 
it seemed to me the primary function of that movie was so he could have parties. Would that be? I don't think that's accurate. Really? <laughs> okay, I don't know. It looked like it to me from the documentary. He seemed like a person, yes, that there was, my grandfather had a business manager named Jackson Leiter. He was very good friends with Orson Welles and Rita Hayworth. And he was that, he would always have these schemes with my grandfather where they'd, you know, be you're in Spain for two months and, but it was mainly, you know, trying to get a movie together and it would never really go anywhere, but you go to Spain, you'd have two months in Spain right. and be wined and dine yeah. and meet the locals and things like that. Yes. So, and, uh, but my, and he was a rock tour, and, you know, so it, it seems part of that same, yeah, you know, so. part of that same thing. Well, see, Joe makes movies like, like you take movies, you make movies that require planning. Well, movies in general do. I, spoken like know, a writer. Have you seen the other side of the wind? <laughs> you, just, you just show up and everything <laughs> just gets miraculously. I, that, that, I, you know, that movie is kind of. Put together. Thrown together. I love it. I know. I, I'm, I'm not knocking on my list. It, my list. Oh, wow. I know. Well, uh, let's get to the Our point. Of, we have lists. Let's get what to is the, the show anyway? What's the premise of the show? Really? The premise of the you show. You invited us on. I don't know yeah, why. What premise did oh we my tell goodness. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a dream. <laughs> The premise of the show is yeah. we're doing the best of the decade. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I was told. When I was <laughs> told. All right. Did All you, right. did you, did you no, research a list? Did you no, I didn't. I what, didn't. What because kind of, what? Because I mean, we're the guests. She doesn't have to I'm do the a, list. We're well, doing normally, all the work. normally I would meticulously uh, research and then, as I said, act like it's just coming off the top of my head. Uh, and, uh, but, but I did no research. Fantastic. I'm just relying on my your brain, my brain guests. and my, and my guests to, yeah. to, to talk about the best of the decade. Now, some, are there any ground rules? I know we should, I, you know, when we go back and forth on whether or not you even need to name the guests, cause people know when they come in, but you should, you know, name the, tell people who they're listening to who your guests are. Oh, well, we've oh, done that. Did we? No, we didn't. No, she, she didn't. She just, we know who she, she is. You look very oh, oh, familiar us. to oh, me. Yeah, I no, feel like the, I'm doing it. I forgot. I <laughs> She's the guest host. We're the host it. guest. I'm here with Josh Olson. That's it's right. your birthday. I, thank you. Yes. And you brought me a book that you said I could look at. And he's taken a lot of, a lot of time out of his busy birthday to be here. <laughs> I know. I consider that. And I feel bad if I'd I, known it was your. I can't imagine a better place to be. <laughs> birthday. You, you would have changed the date if you'd known. I would have. Right. I yeah. would have thought about maybe bringing something. That's and, why I didn't tell you. And I've tried to introduce Joe eight times, and Josh keeps interrupting. It's just impossible. Uh, I know it's impossible. And Mr. Joe Dante. Yes. Um, and uh, and we're going to talk about the best of the decade here. I'm so excited. I don't know. It, We've made lists of of everything. Oh wait, oh, that's me. I'm oh, Although I just found out today, Joe Joe's list doesn't have any. Excuse me, I wasn't told that there was supposed to be a list. Well, everybody would. You, no, you break it was it best, year. best, the, the, your favorite pictures of the decade, your favorite yeah, pictures of the decade. List. No, well, first of all. I did a year thing. You know, you've got it. There's a lot of movies there. You know, <laughs> the best between, of the decade. In the last 10 years, there have been a lot of movies really. I see. So you you're doing sort of all If you of... don't look at what they were, how are you going to choose what they are? Oh, right. Okay. So I'm, I, not, I'm not hosting I did this that. I would have I'm curious. Structure just right off the bat, before yeah. we get to the lists, do yes. you remember what was the first movie you saw of the decade? Oh, that would be 2010. Yeah, January 2010. Where was January I in January 2010? I had just moved. I bet it was a sort of back. Maybe it was an Oscar screening. Yeah, it would have been. 
It would have been 2010. Uh, All right. But I, I don't. And though that's why you get kind of stuck when you try to ghettoize it into dates and years. Well, that's what I tried. Right. And then I and then I tried to sort of go by not so much. You know, I remember looking at sort of lists I had made and going, "Oh, that was a really great film." But you know what? I don't remember anything about it, and I've never gone back to it. But I've watched this one twenty times since two thousand. Well, then obviously that's the one you should talk about. Right. Exactly. But but. Uh, well, what I did well, is I just made a list of all the pictures. I went through the whole list of everything that came out, and I made a list of all the pictures I liked. And then I went through that, and I sort of put little dots on the ones that ooh, I, I love I it. Probably talk about. Okay. First thing. I did two a year. First thing since we're on the air. Yeah. Can I have that when we're done? Oh, uh, like this? Yes. You can read it. I want it. See, that's the kind of ephemera that <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought about I, that when I was, I was like, I should at the very least print this up. My handwriting's terrible. I said, I just emailed it to myself. Oh, okay. Another question terrible? before we get to the decade. Yeah. Were you guys like me? Did you, when, you know, I was retarded when you're little, I made, oh, I, 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 I not only made lists, I, 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 obsessive I made lists an entire movies. encyclopedic um, notebook. <laughs> Of all the science fiction movies and horror movies that oh. had ever been made. That's oh. incredible. And then I discovered there was another guy named Walt Lee who was doing the same thing. Uh-huh. But I was a kid and he was a grown-up. <laughs> you, know, so you were ahead of it. I thought mine, mine counted more because I worked harder. Yes. And I went to libraries and I went through motion picture daily and all this stuff. and wrote. And it, yeah, people forget how little yeah. information there really was about movies in the 50s yes. and 60s. I, I, I'll bet. Plus, you know, even in my generation, the seventies was, you know, if you, you saw a little piece of a movie and you waited maybe yeah. your yeah. whole life. And there was no place to go to read about it. I mean, you, you yeah. could, there were a couple of books on movies and Arthur Knight's book and, you know, the, the, the so-called classic books and the, right. the books with the pictures on them that the came out every year. But, um, it wasn't really until, um, the era of film comment and take one and, uh, Sight and Sound and Films and Filming and those things where people started to seriously write about movies that you could, you know, relate right. to because you'd see them. Um, but even then, it, 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 to catalog everything that was going on, you really need these exhibitor books because the exhibitor books would tell you all the pictures that came out from each studio every year. Yes. And, they had, and each country had a separate list of books that they would publish of just the movies from that country. And so many of which never came here. Yeah. And so I would try to get a hold of those so I could put them on my list and be, you know. Oh, wow. You know. That does sound. It was a lot of, it was a lot of work. Well, I did, I mean, Come to dinner, I, Joe. I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy. I'm working on my list. I can't. I did. Uh, my, my, my original, I have a, I finally got a new one a few years ago and it's lovely, but, but my original, I revere, I've got it just, it's beat to shit. My psychotronic encyclopedia, the big one, the mm -hmm. first one. When I went through the other, I looked at the other, it was amazing. I have given a numerical value to every movie in there that I had seen from one to five. And even made occasional notes in there. And, uh, uh, but then um, Dan Waters, who's been a guest on our show, who sees, I mean, literally his list this year, I think at 320 films, he sees pretty much every first run film and then ranks them in sequence every year. Wow. wow. And for That's a long dedicated. time, when I, we, we became <laughs> friends in the 90s, and call it other things. <laughs> for at least 10 years, I, I would try to do the same thing. And I saw that many, but I, I finally just dropped off. I, I just can't. And I just look at his list and pick the ones I like and make a top 10. But, yeah, there was a long time where I would do that to rank every film. I think that as more people started doing lists and it became more popular, I think I I became got less interested. I, yeah, I became yeah. less interested yeah. because it didn't. It wasn't as unique. I, although I still I love my original list, and usually when I usually when I was working on movies, I'm sure this happens to you, 
too, where people say, could you make me a list? Have you had that happen? Mm. Can you make me a list of your favorite movies? Oh, I, are you going to pay me? <laughs> well, by the way, can I, can I, we should have, I, we've talked about trying to find some way to work this at the show. Sometimes Dan, uh, every decade or so makes a list of his 300, I believe, favorite films. Uh-huh. And the last time he did a few years ago, he found himself going, oh, that's not one of mine, but that's one of Josh's. And then it became oh, a side project of his. Oh my God. So I have a list of uh, Josh Olson's top 300 movies as created by Dan Waters. And it's <laughs> shockingly accurate. Um, every now and then he'd send me an email and he'd go, you know, where do you, is Road Warrior higher than, you know, Written on the Wind or whatever. Yeah. Go, eh, and that would be about it. And then I get this list and it's, it's pretty phenomenal. It's I, a little disturbing. Do you have ones, like, again, I remember, I think maybe being about 14, I think the 14, 15 is when I started making lists and the same movies have are on the list that are on my list today. For me, it's oh, the third sure. man has been. Yeah, but that's a lot of, a lot of his movies that you see when you're younger and they make a real impression on you. And you know, they, then sometimes sadly you'll go back to them as an adult and you'll go, ah, yeah, you know, I, 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 what, if I'd known then what I know now, yes. right? This book, but it, it's all about how it hits you. And sometimes you you love movies just for nostalgia's sake because sure. they just they they put you in a place in time in your life that is never going to come again. Yeah, and the best way to recapture that is to see that movie. Yes, I just noticed that the, the third man is just one of is one that's been can, every time I make a list. Always there. I always have the third man. I always have the bandwagon. Yeah, my favorite musical of all time. Well, let's say, so in terms yeah, of- I don't know. How do you want to do it? It's your it, show. <laughs> well, how many movies did you make? Uh, Joe did too many. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got, I must have- Let's see. 45 or 50 movies here, but yeah, I'm not going to- For gonna, the decade. Oh, well, no, of all the movies that got made, I mean, I didn't pick yeah. all the movies that got made. I picked the ones that I liked. That had re- the most resonance the ones for you. That, I, yeah. that, that mean something to me even now. And it's-, it's Yeah. It's, and, and I left off a lot, of course, but- but these are movies that in one way or another, I, I liked all these movies. And, and so I, well, let's start. Well, did you sequence them or? They, nope. I just, they, oh however God. they came to hit like the top, the top. I, I picture apologize on, for my, the my, top my. picture on my list is Paddington two. Paddington <laughs> two, best of the decade. Which happens to be, I, it's, it's not, I didn't, it doesn't have a star next to it. But yeah. It's, it's when I was listing all these pictures. Yeah. Paddington two is a damn good movie. I, I'm fascinated <laughs> by how many people, uh, Feel that we're where where because I, I I very much enjoyed it. I liked Paddington better. Oh, I hadn't seen Paddington when I saw Paddington too. How we, so? You just walked it in the middle of the story. I, it was an airplane. <laughs> oh, you know, airplane! Not a lot of choice. Oh, wow, not a lot of choice in the. Oh, airplane. that's a, and you. So you had not heard. No one had. Well, I, I saw Paddington when it was a TV good. series. You know what? I mean, Michael, the Michael Horder used to narrate. You know the, oh, the puppet the, show, the weird puppet the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was familiar with that, so right. I knew Paddington. I had okay. British friends. Yeah. Well, I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. I mean, I do know stuff. <laughs> I know. But no, this, it's a great this film. movie, I just thought it really hit me on this plane. And yeah. I hate watching movies on planes, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I went and got a copy and watched it on a decent screen at home. Yeah. And I said, I, this is, I, I love it's, this picture. This is a really wonderful movie. And what's your, what is your, what is your criteria when you say like, if it's the best, do you have any criteria? Does it hit you on an emotional level? Is it technical? Uh, these are movies that I really like, like a, uh, like a movie on my list that I have the star next to it mm-hmm. is, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which really? was okay. made by a friend of mine. Yes. So I guess there's that. 
Yes. You know, and we don't want to speak ill of the, our friends because a lot of people, a lot of my friends made movies that I didn't particularly enjoy, so they're not mm-hmm. on this list. Uh, but that, I think, is for George uh, Miller, uh, mm-hmm. who I've known for since the Twilight Zone days. Uh, it, I think it's a, a brilliant achievement. Uh, I, I can't think of another movie that has achieved so much in so many areas uh, in, uh, and, and also is you know, just a, a damn exciting, fun movie to watch. Yeah. Um, well, I, I did, um, I broke my, I kind of did pretty much two movies a year, but there's two years where there's only one film because to me, those movies just love, I'm just, 2015, yeah, it was Mad Max Fury Road. I just, it's, it's phenomenal. It's an astonishing film and it's, it's, you can't believe what you're looking at. Uh, what I, I love going, you've, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but if you go on YouTube, you can see footage where they show you uh, the, the raw stuff before they did all the CG. And you go in and like the CG is taking out some phone lines. They're doing these insane stunts. Basically, actually photographed. Yeah, it's just that well, there's a there's a wire hanging, and so this guy won't kill himself, you know. But but it's it's the stunts were actually staged pretty much the way you see them, and uh, and it's a you know if you want to create a world, you're trying to create a world, which is what movies try to do, whether they're big or small. Uh, This one creates a world that's harks back to the first movies mm-hmm. all of which are good uh almost all of which are good uh, uh and but but it it's it's a it's a brand new world it's it's something that we just haven't seen before uh, and i i and I, I just take my hat off to george i mean he's, he's he's older than i am and i don't i would never have had the stamina to make that film. go out in the desert yeah. do those do all those stunts and no script i mean it's just they made uh, it's a storyboarded movie that's how they yeah. just everything about it is 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 a bonkers achievement and, and none of that matters when you're watching it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I uh, yeah, I just, I, I still, I can't even grapple with what an amazing achievement that film is. Uh, and, and I guess what was the story that like Tom Hardy just hated the whole thing. Yeah, it was, was going to be the worst piece of shit ever. And then he oh, sees really? it. Yeah, yeah. It was not a fun shoot. Oh, but apparently, and then he saw it and apparently has he gone. Seems like oh, a complicated shit. sort of a fellow. Well, he loves the film and has said, well, I'll, now happily, he does. I'll happily now he come back. He didn't, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't like it at the time. Doing it. But then again, look at the circumstances. Oh, yeah, they're I hanging him upside down off either. a truck six inches off the ground <laughs> while bald guys with machetes shoot at him. I mean, yeah, that would be. And they seem to be really doing it. Yes, that would be disconcerting. Charlie's didn't get along. Oh, that's, oh, that's too bad. But she, and she's phenomenal. Yeah, too. she's great. In it. Yeah, I just she's fantastic, and 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 it just has that in in the just sort of most natural way ever because it's, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it's an attempt to tap into anything. It's just you know, this is the story. Um, I love the way it outraged. You know, the usual. You know, the gang of idiots who are. Ghostbusters with women, how it's like Mad Max with a lady. <laughs> what are you doing? It's, it's, you know, and that's just a happy outcome of this masterpiece. <laughs> those people lost their minds too. So there, there's one of mine. So what's, what's oh, so yeah, yeah, no, so, well, it was one of mine. Yeah, too. So, 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 well, I'm in order. So we'll, we'll go. I love I'm, so I'm going to go to 2010. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, there was another year where there's kind of only one. Um, and I go back to it all the time. Uh, Four Lions, Chris Morris's, uh, terrorism comedy now i don't know this movie that's, oh, that's four it's, lines it's wow magnificent it's a british film okay um, no, it wasn't seen very much. it oh, was not right. seen over here no, on purpose <laughs> it it was People yeah it was, it was a massive hit in england uh-huh. um i think it came out the same week as star wars and and, and beat it uh, for the first week in england it's about a uh, a terrorist cell in london um and chris morris is a, a brilliant he's sort of one of those 
um, British comedy guys. Armando Nucci comes out of uh, working with Chris Morris and mm-hmm. um, what's his name, the Black Mirror guy. And uh, you know, he did. He's done a couple of fake news shows that were genuinely brilliant. And um, uh, he also did a TV show called Jam over there, which uh, you never see here. Which I also is like um, if David Lynch directed created SNL. Yeah. Um, it's just twisted, depraved, kind of horrifying, <laughs> but hilarious sketch comedy that just, I, it's impossible to describe. Um, and, uh, Four Lions is a meticulously researched film. Um, in fact, I know one of the producers on it, who's also a journalist who did a lot of the work and MI6 uses this comedy about a bunch of bumbling terrorists. They show it to agents to prep them for the world they're about to go into. Because oh. it is not only hysterical, but apparently just rigorously authentic to how, you know, yes. terrorist cells actually operate, which is they're kind of nitwits. <laughs> I sadly get that feeling um, lately. But it's great. He also did a, he did another film this year uh, called The Day Shall Come, which I also loved. It has mm-hmm. a lot of similarities, also meticulously researched. Um, and I think, uh, I'm not sure why it, the, the four lines got kind of scuttled over here, but the day shall come is, 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 you know, hot on the heels of sort of, I think everybody on our side losing their minds. It's like, yeah, I hate Trump, but have we forgotten that the FBI are like, yeah, they've been the bad guys for a very long time. Um, the day shall come, uh, is a comedy about, um, an FBI operation to basically turn uh, a harmless kind of looney tune, um, black liberationist into a terrorist cell that they can then arrest and uh, which the FBI does all the time. It's kind of terrifying, uh, but it's hilarious. And, but it, it came out a few months ago and I think it got played, you know, played in one theater for one week here because nobody wanted to make a film that, you know, could suggest that maybe, you know, the organization that gave us James Comey might not be the most. Uh, <laughs> They've got those cool jackets though, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> always... um, but it's, it's hilarious. He's, he's absolutely yeah. brilliant. And yeah, Four Lions is just one that has stayed with me. So that was my, that was my 2010. That, that was it for all of 2010. Well, I was trying to get, I started to do one a year. Right. And then I found for most years, I was like, there's almost another movie I want to talk about. So I, at most I have two You yeah, have year. to be ruthless in this, this list making. I, I was ruthless. Plus I have a terrible, terrible memory. So it's like, I was looking at these lists and I go, I don't even know what that film is. And I've got it like number nine on my list. But oh, Four Lions. Yeah, I watched that. All, you know. Well, that's a good one. That's obscure. All right, Joe, throw a couple more at us. Well, there's another one by a friend of mine. I know it sounds <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm not sucking up to my friends, because, but I happen to like think this Sammy is Maudlin a really good movie. It's, uh, <laughs> it's called Baby Driver. Oh, hey. Uh, it's made Edgar Wright, yes. uh, who I've known for a number of years. And what, do you remember? We, that's more that's pretty recent. like two years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's about two years ago. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heist kind of a movie with a, uh, Ansel Elfcourt as a driver who is driving these various bad characters to yeah. do bad things. And what's interesting in the movie, especially for me, is the fact that it has apparently all been choreographed to the music score. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, it's like storyboarded to music. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got a story. It's got a good cast. It's got a lot of good actors, one of whom we don't talk about anymore because he's Kevin Spacey, but he still was a good actor. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and uh, And it's... Uh, it's it's one of those movies where it just everything works and and uh, Edgar's done a couple of pictures like that. Uh, Hot Fuzz is terrific and mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead is is terrific and uh, even Scott Pilgrim, which is a, a movie that I remember was shown with great excitement at Comic Con, 
uh, to the entire audience of people who wanted to see it yeah. <laughs> at Comic-Con. And then no one else wanted to see it. Uh, but, but it really, but it, it, it's, as I told Edgar, I, I think this is a, a harbinger of a new kind of filmmaking. I think you're onto something different about the way this story is told. And, mm. and, and, and I, I've seen little evidences of that kind of thing cropping up in other films that, 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 that the way of telling a story is not exactly as linear as we are used to. And, yes, and I think agree. it's a good thing. So uh, that's that's another one of mine. And he's somebody else who keeps promising to come. That's on right. The goddamn show. Yes, yes. he owes us. Actually, he's got to come on. Yeah. Do you think that the lead actor at times, when you're saying there's something new going on, I almost felt like there's a sort of a very slight winking at the audience, kind of an enjoyment of, you know, being driving and driving the cars. You know, when you talk about the musicality of it. Well, all, all these guys who make car driving movies. He's drumming this comes along. from a guy who doesn't drive. Uh, all these guys who make car driving movies, they're, they're all in on the same thrill. Right. You know? But normally when we see a driving movie, it's, it's deadly serious. You know, like I just saw Ford versus Ferrari right. and it's very, very serious. Well, the, the driver is pretty serious too. You know, the Walter yeah. Hill picture. And um, baby, but baby drivers seem to be. Got some whimsy. Yeah. What a are you a writer? What a wonderful <laughs> word. <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, like uh, Whimsy. It's yes. my new uh, bed and breakfast. Exactly. The whole British detective with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, Josh. I think well, he's got no. He's got to do a oh. few. He's got all right. Well, I I'm only, only, like, only going to do the ten. Right. I'm not going to do all. I'm like. I'm, oh, I'm oh, going oh, okay. to do all glancing. Right. Uh, no, let's throw, throw some references to various things. I see. Yeah. If well, I'm so supposed to I... expound at length on these things, that's oh, actually, because I have a good segue from that to my next one. If we want to do 2011, uh, yeah, movie, I think we're actually divided on. Maybe we're wrong. Um, uh, speaking of cars, uh, I'm going to go drive. No, mm-hmm. I was just thinking that. Uh, I, I just referenced it. Uh, worship that film. It, it mm-hmm. I, I, I had really enjoyed reference stuff. I liked Bronson. I liked the Pusher films. I liked, um, I even liked one of the, it was Valhalla Rising, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, which has got about four lines of dialogue in it. And, but Drive for me was kind of the culmination of my, my kind of love for him. It's, it's just, or it just owned me from the first 30 seconds of the movie and the opening 15 minutes, I think is one of the great short films of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, just beautifully choreographed and directed and scored. And uh, it, it, it's just, that film just captures me every time I watch it. If I stumble across it on TV, I'll watch the whole thing. Um, and uh, Ryan Gosling's performance is so interesting. I, I got to know the writer a little bit. Um, and uh, I asked him about this. I thought, this is the kind of question that if you ask someone involved with the film and you're wrong, it's a terrible thing to say to him. And I said, is he supposed to be kind of a little autistic? And he goes, oh, yeah, that was, that was Ryan's idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's, he's on the spectrum. Like, it all, and it works so well for that character. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I love it. And it's got one of the most amazingly tense and, and disturbing scenes of instant violence of any movie I've ever seen. If you, the scene of the elevator is just... I, astonishing um and albert brooks with no albert eyebrows brooks, with right? no eyebrows I, I guess apparently his idea which yeah I, it's he's just he, every vestige of 
funny man Albert Brooks just goes away the first time you see him. He's terrifying. You don't even have that moment of adjustment. Yeah, that was one of those weird years where why I was, he didn't, you know, he didn't get any kind of nomination. Yet everybody loved. No, I know. Everybody thinks of it. But, you you know, know. comedians playing villains, uh, you know, uh, Peter Sellers did a picture called Never Let Go. Uh-huh. He was oh, a, a gangster. Oh, I know uh, that. One. And he's a straight performance. He's totally oh. straight and terrifying. I'm sure he's terrifying. Really terrifying. Really? Yeah, because the that. real Peter Sellers is fairly terrifying. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, my favorite Peter Sellers scene is like, I'm still not sure if it's fun, like funnier than his, is, is him on the veranda with James Mason and Lolita talking about normal That's guys doing normal well, with, things. With, 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 I think he's improv. Isn't he? Improv- I think a lot, a lot yeah. of improv. James also, Mason yeah. looks And also he's doing, he's, doing he's doing Kubrick. Yes, yeah. but he's terrifying <laughs> to normal guys like us. But then the same year, I had amazing, you know, I hadn't thought about this film in a long time. And I stumbled across my list. I was like, shit, I must have shown this to people 10 times in a year. Um, I was at South by Southwest and I was there for the, uh, uh, the film festival to do a panel and it was the first time I'd been at one of those things where I actually had a little time. And I thought, oh, they, they always give you a badge and you never get to use it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go see movies for free all week. And I went and I called up Harry Knowles um, and said, you know, hey, I'm going to be down here. I don't want to be that asshole from Hollywood who's bagging on movies. But, you know, if I see movies I like, I'd be happy to write about them for you. So I was sort of keeping a diary and writing about movies while I was down there. And um, the first film I, I sort of found while I was down there was this incredible documentary called Thunder Soul. Do you know it? And, um, it, 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 it got Paramount picked it up and then kind of just botched the release entirely. It was so depressing. It's an incredible doc about this, um, high school teacher in Texas in the seventies and like the, the poorest neighborhood and it's entirely black school. And he's got a, he comes in, he's got a music program there and he takes over the band, the school band, which at the time did nothing but sort of like swing music. Mm-hmm. And he turns them into a world-class funk band and they tour the world, <laughs> these kids. And they put out albums and they, um, as a result of, you know, this school in the worst part of town, having this amazing band that was literally flying to Japan and competing and they would, you know, first they destroyed every band in the States because, you know, everyone else would come out and they do, you know, Benny Goodman. And then these guys would come out and do Sly and the Family Stone and like, <laughs> but funkier. Yeah. And, um, the team started, the sports teams, you know, started winning more games and the grade averages started coming up because people were now going to that school and it's an amazing uh, argument for, you know, the arts right. in school. And the documentary follows, um, uh, they do a reunion of the band uh, today. Uh, and they all get back together to play one last show for the teacher who's who's in the, an old folks home who's dying. And it's just an astonishing film. It's just mm. fantastic. Yeah. Two good ones oh. that you mentioned. From Nick Reffin to that. Yeah. <laughs> From Drive to... Thunder Soul. The Thunder Soul. Like Nick is that. doing great work, by the way, saving uh, yes, forgotten uh, and uh, un- unappreciated uh, regional movies. Yeah, what's the the website? N- is uh, NS NYNSW and NWR. NWR. It says, yeah, NWR.com. NWR.com. Go to it. He does really great work. And they're, yeah, they're restoring these films and writing great essays on them. And it's just, it's kind of a, it's a real sort of labor of love and odd films. Yeah. It could tell, yeah, it's a good time for. People that like movies, certainly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think. Yeah. More community. I mean, he just re- he just rescued a picture called Stark Fear, which, which Beverly Garland proudly says is the worst movie she ever made. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but which she's very good in. And, I'm in. And uh, and it's the, I guess there's only one surviving print, and it looks it looks wonderful. It looks great. It looks like it looks like it did at the drive-in when I saw it when wow. it was new. How's the film? Uh, it's actually kind of interesting. Okay. 
The uh, can we do a brief mention of the the old Beverly Garland Hotel? Oh yes, yes where there used to be all those conventions. I yeah. used to love those conventions. Yeah. I used to think I was sneaking in that you know, like I was. I just wanted to go to look at posters. People would. Say, can I have your autograph? Where else can you meet John Gavin and Tracy Lords at the same time? That was. The- I, I remember <laughs> seeing all sorts of people there. Um, Mickey Rooney, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks sort of embarrassed. It's always terrible when the person looks. Well, when like Kevin realized that he could actually keep the money. Yeah, uh, and it was cash. He got less. He got. He's, he, I, I, I got him to do one of them, and he was sort of reluctant to do it. And then when he saw how much money he could make, he said, "You know, this isn't so bad." And and plus, you know, actors like to be adored. And, sure. And people yeah. Fawn over them, and they're very excited to be seen. And and it was. It's always nice to see. Uh, but every so often, you go to a table, and there's some forlorn, forgotten person with nobody at their table. Oh, I feel and terrible. Nobody buying their pictures. I know. And, and that's kind of sad. I always, I would go up to them and say Shut hello. Up, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I always. Don't you, I got murdered in Sleepaway Camp 3. I'm the guy in the hammock. I remember going one year and David Carradine was not pleased oh, yeah. to be there. Not pleased. Ed Jaws was there. Shirley Jones was there. She's, they all seemed uncomfortable because I'd go up to, oh, I know, I know your granddaughter. You know, they'd be like. <laughs> Well, sometimes Please, they'd yeah. be embarrassed to be, uh, I, I, I saw Rod Taylor on one of those things and yeah, I could tell that he was sort of embarrassed that I would see him there, you know, not realizing apparently what a geek I am. I know. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. It's all fun. It's a little not more colloquial now. People don't, you know, mind as much, but I could see back in the, in the early, probably yeah. in the mid nineties, late nineties, yeah. it was more, more of a more of a stigma not to me though yeah just to see that last I, you know the reminder there, there was like one uh midget left from wizard of oz you know we call them little people little per person <laughs> yes. one little person left you know I or it because like of it i did feel meet, like Scylla. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that you know the name uh, of course he does. For, for the, all right. Of course he does. So who's next? I think you are. I think yes, you really let's are, bring. Uh, let's bring. Anyway, that was the Beverly Garland yes. Hotel, which that, that was, was a, quite a landmark here. A sidebar. <clears throat> sidebar. I love to sidebar. God. Uh, well, now this might be controversial, but ooh, oh. I love it. Wait, hang on. Because it's been. It's. It's. Uh, what year are we? Can we? Oh God. Oh, all right. The mids, the mid, mid, mid decade, mid, mid decade. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's not, a, um, how many movies did Kevin Spacey do with Harvey Weinstein? I guess that would be a clue. I think. No, no, it's yeah. not, a Kevin, <laughs> not a Kevin Spacey. Movie. Uh, but it is somebody who has been dumped on recently oh. and, uh, it's midnight in Paris. Oh, which okay. I think yeah. it, there's a lot of, a lot of revisionism going on. Yeah. Everybody, when it came out, everybody said it was wonderful. Yeah. And then, oh, well, but he's controversial now. Maybe, maybe we don't like it anymore. Uh, it's it's a it's a lovely movie, yeah. And, and it's it it's it's got it's it's a smart movie. It's a movie where people actually read books, which you can't say too many movies like mm-hmm. that are around. Yeah. Um, uh, the casting is very very good. Um, people playing famous people, um, and uh, you know it's a it's a time travel movie for for no reason other than <laughs> that's the plot. That's, no, yeah, there's no yeah, reason yeah, yeah. for him to that's go right. back it's, in time um, in Paris. I think it's the first time I saw, uh, what's his name, Corey, uh, the guy who plays Hemingway. Uh, yes, Corey. Uh, that guy. <laughs> Corey, that guy. Yeah. Great, like great character. Music. actor. He's in everything. He's, uh, yeah. 
I, 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 as a host, can I, I slightly just, I, I was, yeah, I'm you not as, it's your show. You can say whatever you want. I'm not as much. Tell me to cut this part. You can cut us off. That's right. Then you have to talk for the rest of the I thought it had a beautiful soundtrack. I think the soundtrack made the film, but, um, it was not one of my favorites. And, and, uh, I have to say again, just for me, I thought it was a little bit predictable. It reminded me of something I would have written in high school, like that. Uh, I wanted to go back in time see, and I told you wasn't live at the, yeah. live at the garden of Allah or something. It seemed for me just slightly predictable for someone who I perceived to be much more sophisticated. Well, oh, he wants to go lights. back in time and live in Paris. I think we all know, like, who doesn't want to go back and be an expatriate? Corey Stahl. That's it. Yes, great actor. Um, yeah, Thank no, I, I, but it, it, it's a lighter, but it's one of his better lighter. Later. Light, later and later, yes. Yeah. But, no, I, I, for a while you could see uh, Rainy Day in New York uh, on YouTube. Oh, really? For about, I think it was like uh, five, four or five days before they caught it, uh, <laughs> before they discovered it. But now I now I understand you can watch it on an airplane. You can't see it in the country, but you can see it while you're flying over the country. Oh, I see. Uh, Very interesting. interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Offshore. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you can do one of those boats where you can gamble. Soon yeah. Polanski's movie will be running in the same place. <laughs> oh, God. In the the uh did you uh, what do you think of uh of Mr. Spacey's little home movies there? I mean, it, they're almost I think I would the phrase ill advised comes to mind. Well, really? I, or will we years from now think it's performance art? Well, no, but the whole weird thing well, is the last art. one where, I mean, I'm watching this. And I'm, I'm not going to, but yeah, where he's like, I'm going to kill him with kindness. And I thought this feels weirdly like a threat. And then the next day the guy dies. I was like, I don't even want to think about this. This is, you know, uh, but, but he's, he's still, uh, the character from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, from, Game, from House of Cards. House of Cards. Yes. He's, he's still, still that. He's still Frank. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, if you see Knives Out, which is would, would be on my list also, um, which is a wonderful, wonderful fantastic film. film. Wonderful yeah. movie. A lot of uh, Daniel Craig does a Kevin Spacey impression for the entire movie. Oh, it hasn't even occurred to me. Joe, you're, you're, you're <laughs> I, something just clicked. You're right. Once you get past that, it's a great movie. Oh, and I did. I, I got past it uh, quick, <laughs> but uh, but I like I see what he's doing, you know, because it's so specifically. Yes. The same voice. Interesting. And, and, but yet the character notes. is so popular yeah. that now that Ryan is going to make a sequel and it's going to be a series of things about, about this character. character. Yeah. Fun. Which I guess Inspector Clouseau without the falling down. Yes. I'm of course fascinated by it because, you know, a, a thespian with nowhere to thespin, you know, to thes. <laughs> Is you end up making these crazy movies of yourself by the fire, fireside chat. <laughs> well, I mean, well yeah. who's someone shooting them? No, I, not necessarily. The way they're done, he could be no. setting the up the, the camera. camera just the camera it. moves. There are there are movements. I I've because that that I, what would be it. very very funny gave me an idea to have the camera turned around and have someone. He said, tied up, and, tied up, and <laughs> with a selfie stick holding it, pointing it at him. Well, the guy has had some bad breaks. I mean, you know, having your entire movie, uh, the entire role in a movie that's finished reshot with another actor, yeah, just yeah, because you're who one. you are, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty ego bruising. That, yeah, that's you know, well, but when you see, but when you see the the clips and the early trailer, yeah. Obviously, Christopher Plummer was better suited for, for that sure. part. Well, I understand he was, he was the first choice too. Yeah. 
So uh, I love Christopher Plummer. God, yeah. Sidebar, just he's for terrific. First, first, first out, he's great. First movie star to ever say my dialogue. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote oh, a um, great. Uh, little what is it called? Hidden Agenda, a straight-to-video movie in the eighties. Not if anybody's going, oh, that no, different one, uh-huh. uh, starring Kevin Dillon. And it was J.T. Walsh's last film, but everyone, we, we pretend it was, uh, there was a big one after, I can't remember, but he actually went off and did this piece of shit, and then he, sadly. But um, but Christopher Plummer was in it, and I, I was so thrilled because he's a, he's a cop in East Berlin, and he meets with J.T. Walsh in an adult bookstore, and they're having this conversation, and, and uh, J.T. Walsh goes, why are we meeting here? And Christopher Plummer goes, because nobody will ever make eye contact with you. Besides, it's the only place in West Berlin I can get nuns in bondage. <laughs> and I look at that clip every now and then, and it just makes me so happy. <laughs> I my last Christopher Plummer sidebar is uh, <laughs> is uh, I saw for, now. for the for now I saw for the first time because it kept coming up and coming up was uh, Silent Partners over Christmas oh, holiday. That's terrific. And what Such an a incredible great Such a great film. film that is, and Christopher Plummer. Have you seen him in Royal Hunt in the Sun? I have not. Plays Atahualpa. The uh, I have not. It's an amazing performance. Just it should be. It should be campy okay. and terrible, but it's not. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Well, Christopher Plummer is like my new. Fa- yeah. I, I, I just I hope he lives forever. And he was gr- so good in Knives Out. Mm. I, yeah. I, again, yeah. I, I thought I, he. Sh- who knows? I don't. I don't understand. I'm. We're. In, I'm in the academy. I don't know who. I vote for things that they that, never. That, none of that makes any sense. Yeah. Yes, there's such amazing. I mean, they only have a couple scenes together, but the chemistry between him and, and her is incredible. It's like it, it, it's unbelievable. It's, I just want to see Christopher Plummer in everything. He just yeah. has such energy, which is so an odd thing to say for a man who's this, you know, nineties. But uh, forty three, I believe he's forty three. Yes, that's <laughs> all. He looks amazingly well. All right, Joe. Let's hear some more films. Best of the decade. Well. I have Edge of Tomorrow. Really? Oh. The 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 incredibly mm. uh, routine sounding, uh, not very excitingly titled, yeah, uh, science fiction picture with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. uh, which is I think got uh, suffered a uh, a serious case of uh, ignominy mm-hmm. um, by just being sort of brushed off as well, it's another crappy science picture picture. Well, right. I mean, uh, Cruz has made some movies that aren't so hot, mm-hmm. but this picture uh, is a model of how to make a science fiction movie with monsters. The monsters are great. Uh, the action scenes are terrific. The plot is very clever. But the title is just so generic yeah. that it's you feel like you've already seen it. Yeah, or when you said it, soap I opera. thought it was a you know, yeah, Bond movie. Yeah, all you need is kill was the original title, which is at least distinct, but kind of. I think they actually, they, they, they abortively tried to save it by putting out posters for the reissue that had that was had that ad line. As right. If it was the title. As if it was the title. I remember there was um, confusion about that. Too. But they <laughs> think, well, put kill in it. You know, that always works, but right. no, it didn't work. But it's, and it's it's not really not very well remembered today, but I think it's one of the major science fiction pictures of the last decade. Really? Okay. I enjoyed it, and I'm not usually a fan of his, but I, I it, it felt, I mean, it was like watching a video game, I thought, kind of. It was, because every time he's killed, he starts over again and mm-hmm. um but but i enjoyed it i just I have a thing about him he's always uh he's always excellent and and that was a movie about tom cruise just becoming more and more you know <laughs> he just becomes more excellent as he goes that's how he gets to the end he wasn't the, very excellent in eyes wide shut well that's true yeah which is i would argue why it's one of the, i i don't know i've always said like if i if i 
if I could choose, uh, you know, if I had the power to, if I was, if I, if I had to do a Tom Cruise film, uh, and could choose anything, I would have him play kind of like a Lebowski character because yeah. he would spend six months doing nothing but eating Twinkies and smoking pot. And I would love to see that performance because he would actually do that. You know? Oh, I think everyone <laughs> didn't he do that for, for trop, uh, the tropical. Um... No, that was, he just showed up part of the weight, the fat yeah. suit and, you know, and the ball. It was, it was, it was pretty funny. Gap, but, yeah, but it was, it was funny. But yeah, Mag- I want to I want to see him do the research. In other words, is what I'm saying. For, he was good at Mag- Magnolia. Uh, yeah. Magnolia. Oh, he was terrific Magnolia. And, and, um, um, the Michael Mann film, uh, Collateral. Yeah. I, I love, but yeah. I, I, I think the thing I love about Collateral is he's playing the quintessential Tom Cruise character, but Michael Mann, I think, shares my view that those characters are always kind of sociopathic. Because um, when he's a villain, I'm down with it, you know? Because what does he do? He tries to teach Jamie Foxx how to be more excellent mm-hmm. by killing people. It's, yeah. I don't know. Okay, now I'm, I'm sort of imagining that. <laughs> what about a co- comedy? Having a, He's from New Jersey. Yeah. He's, he doesn't do any comedies anymore. Well, he did either. the... Did he say the, the under he did he he did comedies when he was starting out but yeah. he doesn't do it as much oh, he's, he's very serious yes um very intense yes for have you met have you met him i Mr. once Cruz? briefly but uh, i actually i mean i wrote an entire film that i mean i did my my draft and i'm not going to use but i i never had any dealings with him <laughs> so. oh i see <laughs> i came to the set of looney tunes back in action to see uh jenna elfman uh he was very nice very pleasant very congenial. Everybody, everybody likes him. Yeah, yeah, very congenial. He was on the came on the set of To Die for a number of times. Oh, right. Very congenial. Um, uh, 2012. Yeah, are we up to 2012. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, here's another one. I'm, 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 I'm this is fun. Um, two kind of surprises for me. One, one is Cloud Atlas, which I. Cloud Atlas. I wish we were doing this on video. I, I've How? never seen Joe make that face. I love Cloud Atlas. Uh, the Wachowskis really? are some of my okay. favorite filmmakers. They're, yeah. they're astonishing. I would I would love to have them on this show. And um, uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not. I need to get better at this. I was at a restaurant a few months ago, and mm-hmm. and Lana was there with Keanu at the next table, and I kept thinking like, this is pathetic. But I want to run over and and go. Will you come on my podcast? Which yeah, why didn't I, I? I know I'm kicking myself. What's the worst I, that could happen? I know, this is not, I know. He tells you you're rude. Um, I, was, I just had a meeting with Keanu a like a week ago. He probably even remembered me. I could have gotten into. I just feel everything is a good anecdote. If yeah, they're mean, exactly. Yes, you have a funny anecdote. Of yeah, got he said it. podcast. Fuck you. Get out of my face. You son of a. Had me thrown out of the place. And you was, have that's to a story. again. Don't you have to learn? You need some acting tips. You got to stumble <laughs> through it anyway. You talk. <laughs> you say. Hey, you should, by the way, yeah. uh, you know, I have this podcast if you ever want to be on it. Well, and I'm know? sure, I mean, I'm sure people come up to them about that film, but not as much, you know, I'm sure, you know, one in every hundred person who comes up to them is talking about Cloud Atlas. Everyone else, you know, Matrix is the great, you know, the Matrix is great. But no, it's yeah. Speed Racer. It's, about. well, Speed, and as Joe knows, I think Speed Racer is the last great American art film. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I could disagree. Oh. I, I was prepared to hate Speed Racer. Yeah. because really? Because frankly, I, Speed Racer... It's just horrible. I never yeah. liked it when I was a kid, even. Oh, but well, the, you were. but the movie is, uh, despite the fact that it's a movie for children that's about corporate mergers, right? Uh, <laughs> is uh, is 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 again another another example of movies that are told in new ways that yeah, will God, eventually yeah. change the way that people yeah. make movies and see movies. Um, oh. And and it's it's really it's quite a remarkable movie. It has no story. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the story is not interesting at all yeah um but it, cha- it it's constantly changing all the time and it's and and the, the way that the 
the visuals are are presented is uh, uh, pretty unique to that movie. I I was I'm very impressed with it. Wow. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And um, um, I was just looking why yeah because it's 2008. That's why we're not talking about it. Oh. But it's weird because there are these great. I mean, I had someone complain to me that the characters were all two dimensional, and I went, what, "What's the second dimension? I don't even know." It's like, <laughs> what do you? But but you've got these incredible actors, like John Goodman and Susan Sarandon, giving amazing performances as these cartoons. Yeah. There's something when John Goodman talks about the greatest thing he ever did in his life is marrying his best friend. I get misty eyed. It's it's a living cartoon. Um, it's it's a great film, but but Cloud Atlas is is wonderful. There's apparently a nine hour version out there, which clearly when you see the film, it needs and wants to be longer. Well, um, that's yeah. why it's amazing. It's in, in in today's world when you don't have to cram a movie into two hours yeah. anymore. Uh, why? And, and almost no one is. Well, if they made it today, it's, it's, we would be seeing every nine hour version. Every movie that's come out is like every two and a half three hours. hours it doesn't long. matter what it's if it's a quarter yeah. movie, two and a half hours. Yeah. You know, it's 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 it's, it's Movies are too long, but that's another. I mean, yeah, I, you know, the Irishman doesn't argument. get cooking until hour five for my money. But the, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 a lovely film, and and there there are all sorts of. I mean, there's problems with the makeup, and there's things that you can sort of point at and go, uh huh. But it's it's an incredible complex. It's not very PC. Uh, yeah, well, well, except it, it's, yes, on the one hand, you have sort of white actors playing Asians, but because it's about reincarnation, you also have Asian characters playing black characters, and black characters playing white characters, and it's all you know. I think I think it escapes that that complaint. Um, and they, they did it with Tom Teichver who did run Lola run and yeah. poison, which I love. Uh, and then it became, I think it, it, it's clearly sort of a jumping off point for their incredible TV show. Sense eight, did you mm -hmm. ever watch, yes. which was just phenomenal. And, mm. and again, there was my first sort of experience watching Netflix it really coming to grips with the fact that I have no idea how they're doing anything because they spent $3 trillion on the show with like these top filmmakers where they shot all over the world. And as far as I could tell, they didn't promote it at all. It was just bizarre. No, it's true. They didn't. You had to find it. And yeah, it was it was crazy. You know, and it's like it came out around the same time as Orange is the New Black, which is great, but there were like yeah. orange billboards everywhere, which was, you know, a bunch of actresses for the most part you hadn't heard of yes. in a small contained thing. Great show. And then you got this three trillion dollar epic. And they're like, ah, people will find it. It's always <laughs> very mysterious to me. Uh uh the I like to see the movies in the theater. And I will, you know, use my Academy card to see the movie. And I went to the Arclight to see the uh, Terrence Malick movie. And it was not, uh, I couldn't see, they they didn't, I couldn't see it. It was, if to, for, to get in uh, the Academy to see it, would, it, it was not on the list. Oh, and they oh really? And was it on a weekend? Uh, no, huh. no, it's just it was a regular the Academy screener channel. Right. So I said, well, wait a minute. The, you know, I, I'm sure the filmmaker would like me to yeah. see it on. So there, I guess, does this mean that they're not, the studio's not promoting it? Maybe it costs money and to get it to be at the Arclight because they, I said, well, how many movies do you have? And they, so there was a certain amount of movies that were there, but the one movie that begged to be seen on a screen, I have yeah. actually found this year to be the hardest movie to wow. actually see on a screen. I haven't seen it yet. And I, you know, I'd like to see it. Hidden Life, mm -hmm. another not great title. Yeah. Yes. It just sounds like a thousand other yeah. hidden figures. Yeah. It just What's sounds like about? a lot of other films. Well, my, um, my other one for 2012 yes. is a title that is not Hidden Life. It actually is pretty, is uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Which, yes, uh, I I've, I've seen several times since because I remember my first experience, um, and, and I needed to go back and measure because uh -huh. the first ten minutes of that movie 
are like Wes Anderson doing a parody of Wes Anderson. And I remember just sitting there and it was with a friend of mine who was laughing at me because it was like, he was like, I'm amazed you made it as far as you did. Something about it. It's just everything. Every shot is centered and it's, it's everything twee that he does without any, and I'm just sitting there going, fuck, fuck, fuck. And by the time, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the film, I'm in love with it. And that, that experience, I had to go back and see it again. I had the same experience, but after the 20 minutes, I didn't love it. Really? Oh no, I just, I, I I, I, might uh, be. I, my, I I would vote for um, Grand Hotel, okay, Grand Budapest Hotel, I, yep. which I think is a terrific movie, and also uh, Isle of Dogs, which is a very Isle of Dogs. Dogs. Isle of Tenenbaums, very it's wonderful, very yeah. moving. Now yeah. Tenenbaums, I can't stand. I you know I hate Tenenbaums. Really? Are you I do? Really? Hate it. I, I saw it with the my dad, I'm a way, is, I'm a fan. I hate the characters in any movie that ends with, with you run over the dog and it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> it's just not. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. What kind of people made this movie? You know. <laughs> Uh, and it's got it. Gene Hackman in it. I know. He's so great. Is that his last great performance? That, uh, it's up there. Yeah, it might be one of the last. He was on TV this morning in The Hunting Party. Ever see that? Um, it's a Western with Oliver oh, Reed. Yes. Oh, Burden. God. Oh, that is grim. Is he a shit in that That movie. is a grim, <laughs> grim, a really grim movie with an ending that's just, it's good. <laughs> but, I saw it in Jesus. England that all the violence was cut out. How do you? They just spliced it out. Everybody, gun goes off, spliced. You know, they, they, they jump in the wagon to rape her, spliced. You know, it's like, <laughs> wow. what is this about? You know, wow. I, had to, I had to see it in America to get to see yeah, the Yeah, to, to see the good old violent. To well, see it's, it. it's, that's sort of the point. Yes. It's depressing. God, I, he, yeah, he did. I guess it, he's such a person that you're surprised how many movies he did yeah. aside from Bonnie and Clyde. You no, know, he, did, he was he was a big movie star. I know, he was doing lots of pictures, and sometimes yeah. he was doing them for money, apparently. Uh, yeah, but he was always there. I mean, what's I never the, saw him uh, bad. What's there's a bizarre yeah, one with uh, Mickey Rooney's his jailbird part or uh, prison. Um, it's all I, all I remember. A friend of mine yes. was like, "You got to see this film, and it's it's Uh-oh. not good." But Mickey Rooney yes. plays with his. You know where I'm going. I you, you say I, it. Do you want to say I can't, it? No, I'm sorry. Mickey Rooney lying shirtless in, <laughs> in his prison cell playing with his nipples. It, once you've seen it, you can Google it. It's on YouTube. <laughs> I, but I can't think of the name of it. I can't think of the I name of it I just saw it recently. It's not a great film, but just, Mickey Rooney just, playing with his nipples is something that, now yeah. it's in your head, so. I know. <laughs> Good thing you didn't do that in Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those forward. are my two for that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, what year are we up to? Well, we're not. I'm we're not we're talking we're about not, for those we're not people tuning That's in. We're doing <laughs> best of the decade. If he just if he does if he does years, we'll be here for all yeah forever. Throw a few more at me. Um. Well, I. I hate to yeah. continue this trend of movies made by people I know, uh, but um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, I oh. think, will will stand the test of time. As this one, is probably going out of yeah. order. one of the best pictures of the decade. It's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, of it may be year. my favorite movie of his, and I've liked it's, everything he's done except Hateful Eight. Yeah, oh, I like Hateful Eight. I don't know if I 
loved it. But uh, but I th- this is my is my number one film of the year. It's just my favorite. It's everything I love about movies and the acting is very self assured. But I just I just the musicality of it, the way it looks, the nostalgia. Yeah, I just can't say enough nice things about it. Good choice, Joe. So, so it's good, huh? <laughs> I, we, I was going to say that was, that was going to be the very last thing I, I, I mentioned because cause it's this year. It's this, yeah. I, I saw it. Well, we had, we've talked about the show, I think, where Quentin showed up at the uh, Masters of Horror dinner uh, a few months before it came out and just regaled us all with um, Rick Dalton's IMDb page, which of course oh, you know, was, and, and I remember we sitting there going, this is hilarious. And maybe everyone in this room and 20 more people are going to enjoy this film. So <laughs> even if I hadn't enjoyed it, the fact that it's such a success is so joyful. And I, I, I saw it. Um, I, I took Nancy, we, we went and I remember kind of, I've never seen her laugh so hard and she's not a big fan of violence, but she was weeping at the end. Yeah. She was laughing so hard. And I remember thinking like, eh, okay, but a little while ago, uh, I found myself at home, uh, on my own and sort of, she was, uh, off doing something probably fun. I don't know what and I was like, and I'm, going through the Academy screeners channel mm-hmm. and I threw it up on the big screen. I was like, I just felt this compulsion for some reason to go back to it, which I haven't felt that way with a lot of his films. And I fucking loved it. And I think part of it was, I call it kind of the Lebowski effect. It was like, once you know that really kind of nothing happens until the last five minutes and it's right. just this kind of, you know, you're just going to meander through this guy's life and it does all, it's all there for a reason, but it's just this, it was such a pleasure. It was, I, I sat there, I was like, I can't recall the last time I saw a film where I was so certain I'm going to be watching this again and again. And the next day I read, there might be a four hour cut coming out and I'm going, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and will there be a six hour cut? <laughs> and when, uh, w- you know, while he was shooting, you'd walk down the street in Hollywood yes. and all of a sudden you'd say, Cinerama Dome is playing Krakatoa. Yeah, I'm He's having like, flashbacks. Who's re-released that? You know, and then you'd realize that you were looking at a part of the town. Yeah. And it was very carefully considered. It was just a part of the town. It wasn't the whole town. Yeah. It was just yeah. the part that he needed. And it had been revamped and re- uh, Well, re- and then you see the done. film and just so Brad Pitt could drive by it and you would barely notice it. That was the amazing thing. <laughs> yeah, when you saw that I think movie. it was more for us while they were shooting than- <laughs> I mean, I loved walking down Hollywood Boulevard. You just have this momentary wave of like, what the fuck is happening to me? Oh, <laughs> supply sergeant. With all the murals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's fantastic. It Represents such a great time in LA too. Yeah. Pre Manson. Well, except for that one thing that, yeah, that happened. Yeah. But they're, I, they're I, looking at me. It doesn't know. happen in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Yes. Yes. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, well, why don't I, right. shall I do, uh, 2013 then? Yeah. Let's go move um, up to 2013. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's, let's try to move this along. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to have to hit every year with it. Well, I, I've only got like a few of these. So, so yeah, I was, you know, I finally, I did a trailer from hell on this and I was wrestling with whether or not it's even a good movie or not. I still am. But when it comes to that year, the movie I go back to and have shown to people and have watched both cuts of and still struggle with, which is, um, the counselor, uh, Ridley Scott and Cormac McCarthy, which is a fucking bonkers film. And, and if you looked at me and said, that's the worst movie I've ever seen in your life, I would go, yep, yep. I can't argue with that. Yeah. But it's also absolutely amazing. And, and I just, it grapples, it just takes hold of my imagination and, and, uh, other different cuts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a director's cut, um, which, which I prefer mostly because it gives up the fact that they're in on the joke. 
Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, you're looking at it. Did you ever? Did no, you like I haven't it? seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? No. Do the director's cut. Do the director's okay. cut. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, I want, it's, <laughs> it's a savagely twisted and demented film. And, um, uh, I also feel like it's, it's, uh, Ridley kind of doing a weird homage to his brother in some ways, mm. um, which makes me kind of oh, love could it be. a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and then just sort of a shout out that year, uh, to another movie I watch a lot, um, from, a, from a guest of ours, uh, there was, uh, John dies at the end, mm-hmm. Don Coscarelli, which is, a, a just, again, also kind of a bonkers and demented film that I love and go back to. Bonkers and demented. Yeah. 2013 year. was a weird year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 2013, you're right. Just look at those headlines. It's, yes. That was a good year for me. <laughs> I remember I remember in particular. It was, I like 2013. Okay, really? are we moving up to 2014? Okay, I guess yeah. we're in order. Joe's giving uh, us something you're, else, you're, and I'll go, do Go ahead. Should I do one? Um, yeah. Uh, 2014, um, I, I was grappling. I mean, Inherent Vice is one of them. For our audience, everyone's seen that freaking thing, and it's, it's a terrific film. I enjoy it. The, the one I'd, I'd want to push people on that I may not know is um, from David Gordon Green, uh, starring, I believe, one of the great, great actors uh, of my generation, Nicolas Cage, uh, Joe, which is, and Nicolas Cage reminding us that he can do a restrained performance and yeah. he can kill doing it. Um, just beautiful, small character piece about the relationship between Maybe uh, Nick Cage should show up in the Kevin Spacey. I think he oh, needs a co-star. <laughs> I think the issue I'm having, now that I think of it, is that he needs a co-star. In those weird... Maybe I should ask my agent to get me in on. <laughs> you want to be like, the next Kevin Spacey short? I mean, you got to admit it would be pretty. It would be good. Be pretty mind blowing. I have a feeling he'd get he. He needs for a support. He needs a funny friend like me. <laughs> it's like a quirky. Everybody needs a funny friend. Like quirky Everybody funny needs, friend. Yeah. The sister. Yeah, the well, sister. no. If we're but if right? we're gonna play characters, but I don't think I've talked to you since I've seen the show. But yeah. if, if you're gonna. You know, he's going to play a character from a TV show. He just said, you should be the barfly from Goliath, which is. Rita. I I don't want to say the part you were born to play, but you are so good on that. Thank you. uh, (laughs) Prepartee. Massive. Yes. Massive prepartee. And, you know. Um, yes. What, what year are we on? Well, uh, he's he's all over the place. I am. I'm all over the place. I have have, have three African-American themed movies. Okay. Yes. Uh, Let's hear them. One is the Black Klansman. Okay. Which I think is the best thing that Spike has done in a long time. It's a terrific film. One is Get Out, oh, which yeah. is oh, not out, overpraised, yes. is actually yep. really as good yes. as everybody said it was. Yes. And the other one is a more obscure. It's called Sorry to Bother You. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, by Boots. Um, uh, yes. Boots Riley. Boots Riley. Yeah. Uh, it's his first movie. And yeah. as a first movie, I mean, it's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. It's phenomenal. He it, ignores me on Twitter. I keep trying to get him to come on the show and he's just, he's... But yeah. Well, when he hears us plugging his movie. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those movies where you think you know what kind of movie it is when you go in. And yeah. then as it's going on, you think you know where it's going. And then all of a sudden, That's it's true. completely not the movie that you thought it was. And then it's a science and fiction it's worse, film. It's a science fiction movie. <laughs> and um, I, it, it's, it's a really ballsy picture. Yeah. And it's it's I, fantastic. I was, uh, I was really, uh, of, of the movies I've seen, the past couple of years, it was it, it gobsmacked me the most in terms of what the fuck is this, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, and 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 plus getting away with it to a degree to the yeah. fact that uh, you know it it, it it people did go to see it, it did get a theatrical yeah. release, it was, yeah. and you know? it's it's defiantly political and not in yeah. the usual kind of mushy way. The, um, and two of those featuring Lakeith Stanfield, who I love, who's just a phenomenal presence, a great actor. Um, 
uh, yeah, I, I love all those. The, one of the things I think we talked recently about this other film it drives me crazy when people compare Get Out to um, uh, Stepford Wives because because right. I think Get Out is a good movie, but um, <laughs> I know well, you have a, you have a, he has an issue with Stepford Wives. I have a huge issue with Stepford Wives. I mean, I don't think it's a great Which film. Which one? But I, oh, the first one. The first one. The first one is a masterpiece compared to the well. Remake. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sure. Okay. <laughs> fine. Yeah. You know, that's, the remake uh, is one of the worst movies uh, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 no, the whole notion that. We've 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 come up with this science whereby we can create a woman who uh, appears in all ways to be um, a, a, a real woman. Um, she we can make her look like anything. She will give in to any desire you have. She will cook for you. She will do all the chores. And I'm sitting there going, "Great, okay, great." But you have to murder your wife if you want her. I'm like, it, it never. Why? Why do I have to? I buy a good vacuum cleaner. I don't have to kill my wife. It's like my wife would love to have a thing around the house that did all the chores. With the source material, well, sure, yeah, but it's a dopey idea. It doesn't. We had a so we had a discussion. I I said I thought the writer wrote it because it was the enjoyment of killing your wife. Fantasy. It's disturbing how many people just swallow the concept. Oh yeah, sure, okay, fine. But that's what I mean for you. And see, your your modern day approach is as a bad thing. But I think in the 60s early 70s yes. set in connecticut where i'm from that well, most you should people know them that most people want well, to kill mean, their but wife. look at the way it's presented i mean patrick uh, the, the man just the, killed the, his wife the patrick o'neill character is obviously enjoying the yes, fact yes. that all it, it, what's going on i mean it's, yeah. it's i think your interpretation is valid everybody wants to kill their wife don't they um no well maybe that's the problem but i, I felt think- this way before i was married but yeah, I'm like, I don't want to murder my say, wife. You can't say. He thought, he thought I think it no. came out of a 50s. It may have. Kind of an idea. I know. You're down on the movie. I um, well, here's the good thing is yeah. I get to skip 2015 because all I had was Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, um, that's right. We already got uh, I've got two for 2016. One is yeah. just a, a lovely, lovely film that I have gone back to, uh, Sing Street, um, from from uh, John Carney, who did Once. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the film? I saw Once. Um, have you seen Sing Street? No. Oh, it's just lovely. It's uh, about a kid who starts a band in England and falls in love with a girl. And that's, I'm probably doing the plot too much service. And it's just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful, fun movie. The music's incredible. And it's just, it sort of, it captures that. You feel like you're falling in love for the first time when you watch it. It's, it's great. And then, um, my first, although I think this actually played in theater somewhere, even though it's really long, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm sort of, maybe I'm cheating a little bit, but the, um, uh, I was very fond of, of, uh, Larry Karaszewski and Scott, Alexander's uh, OJ miniseries, but OJ made in America, the documentary, which um, yeah, that was is funny. I don't know that it played in theaters. I I I, it, I and I looked at it made a couple of film lists, so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not cheating. Well, but there's almost okay. <laughs> it's almost a, it's incredible. It's such a deep deep dive into uh, just the you know the culture that he came from and right. the culture that we were all living in while he was having the forces that were coming to play on him and against him and that supported him and all the rest of that and then the last chapter of which is the the part of the story that almost nobody knows uh with his adventures in Vegas which is something like you know it's like an Elmore Leonard book <laughs> where you know the entire LAPD and 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 our DA couldn't get OJ, but some dopey grifters managed to <laughs> land him in jail. So glad, so entertaining <laughs> and so gratifying because they got him finally. Back to the thing you mentioned about the FBI and the, you know, sophisticated, the millions yeah, no. that they spend. Uh, they're oh, dopes. They guys. <laughs> it, it, it takes these grifters. 
Yes. But the shot of OJ, I think when he's getting sentenced, where he thinks he's just going to get a few weeks in prison and they're just throwing the book at him and the camera zooms in anonymously, you know, it's, it's, it's deeply gratifying, but incredible documentary. And now he's on Twitter. Uh, well, yeah. And shit, you know, Hey, OJ, come on the show. Um, I'm kidding. That would be tough. That would, I do not want to have. Yeah. I, I, that he's would be. a bad man. I think All right, so I'm going we to, should say that. I'm going to, I'm going to, <laughs> Skip over a couple of these because. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I mean, Bad Times at the El Royale, which I think. Is oh, very, love that. Very good, underrated picture. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. did not get its due. Yeah. Not even remotely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ball- I don't know. Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I think is yep. one of the most enjoyable Coen Brothers movies ever, even though it was supposed to be on Netflix or something. It was. It was supposed to be a series, a TV series. Oh, right. Originally. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was? Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's why it's. Which so weird is. I, 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 they're like filmmakers who I get every, you know. There's one or two I don't, but I tend to, it's like automatic. I'm going to get the Coen Brothers film on Blu-ray when it comes out and I will watch this. And mm-hmm. even though it's on Netflix waiting for me, whenever I want it, there's something weird about not having a, pro, there's a never going to be copy a and all because copy. they can take it away from you anytime. At any want. time. So, yeah. And now that Disney owns all those Fox movies, do you think anybody's going to see those again? It's you know? I mean, if you don't have the physical media, yeah. then you don't have it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they got to have my screener. That all the stuff on Amazon Prime is going to be there forever. Right. It's not. Yeah. No, I keep screeners of that stuff. Wow. Um, that was one of the things I was going to ask you. What What do you think are the biggest changes cinematically in the last 10 years? Well, that's, that's, that's one. That's main, top of the list. And then there's the digital revolution, you know, which I think it started before the beginning of the last 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that you can't get a print of anything anymore. Yeah. And the great thing about prints was that you could run them anywhere in the world on any 35 millimeter projector. And it wasn't, there was no right. NTSCs or any of that kind of stuff. And there's yeah. no worrying about the DCP or having it fail, which happens regularly. Right. Um, and having hard drives. I think it's, right. I think it's uh, what we gained in, in speed and, and, and savings and stuff, I think has really cost us culturally. Um, also, I have uh, Life of Pi. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which I think is my favorite Ang Lee picture. Uh, although I liked all the, I like his more experimental things that he's been doing lately, like Billy Lynn's Walk, which I saw in. Oh, I saw that super, too. In 60 P super or whatever. 60 P, where everybody's <laughs> walking weird. in slow motion or whatever. Um, but it was, it was. He's a fairly fascinating guy. Uh, Have you seen but, Gemini but, Man? No, I did not. But but Life of Pi is um, the great one of the greatest 3D movies ever yeah. made, and. Uh, the the story alone, the fact that you could make that story into a movie that people would actually go see, yeah. uh, which is a story that's maybe not even a real story, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and his use of um, the the fact that when when the fish start flying out of the screen, yep. the sh- shape of the screen changes so yeah. that the so sh- they can jump the out fish of can jump out yeah. of the where the where the bars are. It's phenomenal. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's just it's and our, Depardieu is great in it. Yep. Uh, and the lead kid is great, and it, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful movie about a tiger was great. You know, the tiger was tiger, great. Yeah. <laughs> the tiger was great, and he wasn't even a real tiger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, which is so that, why I guess we're having more Doctor Doolittle movies now because now they don't have, to have can, any animals on right. set. There, there's no poop anywhere. Wait, <laughs> it's all done in a computer. But now you can kill them. <laughs> so there is an upside. <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat them. Though. <laughs> No, I remember uh, that was one where, for some reason, I hadn't seen the theater, and and I think it came out around the end of the year too. And it was one of those things where, like, ah, we'll watch it. We, uh, Nancy and I, remember getting ten minutes into the screener, and and I took out my phone. She said, "What are you doing?" I go, 
uh, I go, this this is going to be in 3D at the Arclight in 20 minutes. If we leave now, we can make it. And she goes, yeah, let's go. And we ditched the screener and ran out and watched it in 3D at the Arclight. Yeah, that, like, that's yeah, one of the that's... one of the rare 3D movies that really is not yeah. the same movie if you see it. And you know, like a minute in, you're like, I should be seeing this in 3D. And yeah. And you can't say that about most pictures because nope. most pictures are just phony 3D anyway. Exactly. You know, yeah. but he really went to the... The, the mat to, to do yeah. all the work that you have to do in order to make a really good well movie. yeah not to not to you know speak of movies our friends have made i mean it, it's it's there is something there are a handful of films in the last you know in that 3d revolution where you realize these filmmakers came here to you know they came to play in this medium um the hole from uh, joe dante yeah, uh, we went is, to a lot of trouble yeah no it's it it's there, real 3d every shot in that freaking movie takes advantage of of 3d and uses it in an interesting way and it's just it's such, so much fun to watch in 3d which almost no one has ever seen except probably more people have seen it on 3d tv uh, than ever saw it before how does it look on 3d TV? yeah i haven't seen a 3d TV. okay <laughs> I, hear, I hear it's i hear it looks pretty good people tell me i always i was oh you got a 3d how does it look oh yeah it looks great oh, <laughs> yeah. i don't know you know is it misadjusted? It's so so uh, easy to that's do. That's the thing. You know? Yeah, can you screw them up or? Twenty seventeen. Oh man, we're getting there. We're getting there. I don't know how many more do you have. None. None. No, what? I mean I've got like twenty, but I, I'm done. <laughs> These are all the ones stars. that I put little stars on. Okay, I I, I wanted to put this on. I would have put this on anyway, and then Cahier du Cinema made it legitimate. Twenty seventeen. I'm Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was pretty phenomenal. That was a fucking cinematic experience. That was incredible. Yeah. Episode really eight it. is the one. Episode, episode eight, eight, I was like, I thought this is finally, my generation gets to a slight hint of what it must have been like to walk into 2001. Because even though it's David Lynch, you're still like, well, I sort of know what to, and then you see episode eight. Have you seen? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know the, and you're just sitting there going, what? <laughs> I need to, I watched the whole thing and I immediately, yeah. I live in California. It's legal folks. I needed to like do some pharmaceutical cannabinoids and watch it again <laughs> immediately. And it was even better, but I, yeah. And just the fact that they gave him that money and that creative control and yeah. that it's just. And, so, and it did have the nostalgia factor. Well, it did, yeah, but it, it also, it also threw it through your face and would fuck you. And then it would turn around and they'd give you things like Ed and Nadine, Ed and Nadine. Ed and Nadine <laughs> is like one of the most beautiful romantic things I've ever seen anywhere where they, they, they tie up that story and you're, you're just not Ed and Nadine, Jesus Christ, Ed and um, Peggy Lipton. What was her character's name? Nadine was his wife. There were so many. I don't do character names. Okay. <laughs> but you know, the guy with the, the guy with the gas station. Everybody. And Even the, Piper Laurie. Yeah, Piper Laurie. Anyway, it was, it was, I just loved it. That was, that was easily my favorite non-movie going movie experience. Of, well, you've made me want to go back and watch a lot of these. Yeah. Um, that's 20, what the show is good for. 2018, I'm, I'm, I've got two. Uh, one, uh, if Joe thinks for five seconds, he's going to know what's coming. But I'll start with Paul Schrader's First Reformed, which was just amazing. I mean, he's, it's not like he hasn't been making good movies all this time, but it was mm -hmm. like, it just it just felt like he was all there with this one. It's up there with the best stuff he ever wrote. Let alone wrote directly. It had me till the ending. Oh, really? It's it's a little grim. Yeah, little... it reminded me very much of uh, the Ingmar Bergman movie called Winter Light. Uh huh. Have you ever seen mm -hmm. it? Very it's this it... week's trailer from Hell, as a matter. Of oh, it is. It starts on Monday. <laughs> it, which is a movie I really really love, and but it it for me it again it followed it so closely that. It almost it was a little more than an homage, but I love Ethan Hawke. Talk about best of the decade. Yeah, yeah he for was, me he as an shattered. actor. So what happened? I mean, everybody said oh, he was going to get nominated. 
I don't know. I, I not enough people saw the movie. I well, it's a really every year. I yeah, if you it. know, it's a, it's a it's a it's not depressing in the sense of like, oh, I watch a character I care about and get killed. It's a depressing film in that it sort of reminds you of some kind of horrific aspects of the world we live in and forces you to look at them in a way that yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, so that I'm, may have scared people away a little. So, bit. Uh, well, you know, the other film of the year. Going to get to Mandy now. Hey, oh, and and uh, Mandy. Uh, deja vu. All of over. course, it's Mandy. Have we mentioned the, the Have we done Mandy? an episode that doesn't uh, mention Mandy? Uh, yeah. once? <laughs> this is your second Nicolas Cage reference. Oh, yeah, no, no, he's, he's rife with those. Uh, <laughs> written by Pans Cosmatis and Aaron Stewart on. It's, 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 I mean, I've, I've mentioned on the show once or twice. It's, mentioned. He's um, dissected it. It's, it's, well, we had Panos on too, which is a thrill. <laughs> but the other day, the, the, the other day was, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got this beautiful, it, it came out with this, there's a British Blu-ray that comes in a, uh, a, a VHS box. It's the greatest thing ever. And I have it. And, um, but the other day I, uh, I have Shudder and I noticed they have Mandy on Shudder. And for some reason I just thought, let me take a look at this on Shudder. Like it'll be a different film. And I ended up watching the entire film all the way through again. It's, I can't even. It's amazing he has time to even come here. <laughs> I, yeah. It, have you seen Mandy? I, uh, no. I, I mean, I know about it. In fact, it's on our fr friends of ours who made, <laughs> on our secondary podcast, uh, friends of mine made the film. Oh. So I'm very yeah. happy for it's, them, but I have not yet seen fantastic. it. I mean, it was uh, very big on the festival circuit. Yeah, and, it was a huge hit in yeah. that world. I mean, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I had to sum it up briefly. It was, I, I think it was, I, I said, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, what is Mandy about? It's like, it's, it's love is fantastic. Revenge is amazing. And Nicholas Cage is God. That was, uh -huh. that was what, that's what Mandy is. <laughs> so moving right along. Okay. 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 Um, oh, we're up to 2019, Joe. Yeah. To, yeah. And you've already, yeah. you took, you took once upon a time in Hollywood away from me. So I, I would, I would go out on, um, Jojo Rabbit, which, uh, just, just killed me. Um, it's, it's, uh, you're smart here. You liked it. I did. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, um, have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved everything about it. It's very it. interesting. And even though, you know, some aspects of it didn't work, it didn't bother me because I felt it was trying mm -hmm. to do yeah. something. And, um, well, it's a friend of mine's reading the book or started reading the book and then put it down. The books, it's the book is straight. It's based on a book. Apparently the, the it's book, apparently quite different. Book. The book is not oh, great. And it's, it's, and it's, it's like what Kubrick did with red alert. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, <laughs> You know, again, when we're talking about Ethan Hawke, I, I have to say, Scar you're talking about best of the decade. Scarlett Johansson is phenomenal in that film. Has the variety of films, and Charlize Theron, we mentioned yeah. before, the variety of films yeah. that they have done has really kind of expanded the leading lady status. They've done character movies. They've yeah. done big action adventure like movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Small, you know, small movies, but uh, I, I, I was thinking again this year. I don't know if Scarlett Johansson's going to get. I feel like Adam Driver got all the, got all the accolades for Marriage Story. Oh, for when, me. You know, maybe because he cries or something. But I thought that <laughs> that's hard for men to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that Scarlett Johansson in in both that and Jojo Rabbit just, yeah. you know, this is great. Uh, amazing versatility. I thought she was fantastic in Jojo Rabbit in yeah. particular. Yeah. I mean, there's the scene with her where she's mostly off camera, except for a part of her. Yeah. I, isn't that an amazing, I mean, that's said without ruining the movie too much. Yeah. It, it, uh, that's an amazing, 
I thought that's fin- the either the, the director or something about the scene. There may, you know, the the idea that you are that by establishing her shoes yeah. early on in the film, and it registers when you're watching it. You it go, doesn't feel like you're setting anything up. Exactly. This you go, like oh, those are nice shoes. That's yeah. great, and and for it ha- have such an impact later. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful film and so hard to do. And I, I mean, as much as I like him, there was this, when I saw the trailer, it was like, Oh God, here we go. You know, he's going to fall into that trap and, and did not. It's, um, that's an amazing film. You got any more Joe or, you know, any other know? best of the year or best you of the like year? To throw out any? before we throw out. I didn't throw any of these out. No, I mean, toss out. Uh, well, I, no the, mention the of Parasite of, this year? Uh, oh, yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I got it down to like two. Was my Parasite is good. Parasite's great. It's, it's very good. I, yeah. I had a problem with the ending. I didn't, I didn't believe something that happened uh, uh, between two of the characters at the end of the movie. I just said, this doesn't make any sense. So, but up to there, it's very engrossing, very clever, and very yeah. original. Uh, I would, uh, speaking of movies that no one likes, um, <laughs> uh, rules don't apply. Warren, wow. Warren Beatty's movie. The Warren Beatty film. Howard, oh, about Howard oh wow. I, yeah, no, a I. Much I, better I, movie. A friend, friend of mine produced that. He'll be very happy to hear you. Uh, well, it's like disappeared. I mean, it's yeah. like it never existed. Yeah. It didn't win any awards. It didn't get yep. any nominations. It's art direction up the wazoo. I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal it's, looking it's a film. phenomenal recreation yeah. of the period. And he's terrific in it. And yeah, so is the rest of the cast. Yep. And I, I just think, you know, it just, it just got dumped. And um, I, I think it's too bad. Uh, I, you know, I. It was such a passion project. We've been working on it. We've been working years. on it for years. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like there was maybe a longer version of that film? Like possibly, but yeah. you know, consider. I mean, he, Warren likes to work things. Sometimes overwork things, and yeah, you know, he could have. Who knows? There could be. 20, That's what I'm. I don't know how long it was that. in the editing room or, or what the story was, but uh, you know, it, it wasn't a cheap movie. No. Um, when I saw it, I, I, again, I just felt that some s- scenes that it felt as if it were longer. Mm. Now, that's a movie actually yeah, I, I yep. wish yep. could have been longer yeah. Yeah. because I love seeing him on screen. I would have liked to have seen m- more. Of I him. don't think we're going to see a director's cut on that. Oh, yeah. really? Uh, he pays for it himself. Other uh, pictures I liked were Death of Stalin. Uh, oh, yeah, that was very, very interesting. a very clever movie. Um, I liked... Uh, well, two, two movies that nobody <laughs> nobody saw. Well, one 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 they saw, The Greatest Showman, which I think is a really entertaining movie, which I expected. I to liked hate. it with music. Nancy I expected loves I wouldn't. It. Like I've it. never seen it. I've, it's I, it's I, really I, infectious. Uh, yeah. And the other one is a movie about Charles Dickens called The Man Who Invented Christmas. Yes, which is fantastic. A very very good movie. Yeah. Yet another Christmas and a movie reference. that no yeah. one knows exists. Yeah, and it's such I I love it's a great film, but it's also one of the best films I've ever seen about writing, because yeah. it uses a story that everybody knows, even if most people have not actually read it, and uses your familiarity with it to show yeah. the writer at work going through the process in a really interesting way, but entertaining as hell. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, you turned me on to that. I did, uh, yeah. and you know, a cabin in the woods, which I think is a Absolutely. very, very yeah. clever yeah. Uh, version of giving people something that they think they want, but they really want something else, and you're going to give them that. <laughs> Uh, Monster Calls, which is a uh, by Bayona, J. A. Bayona. I've not seen it's it. It's a it's a fantasy about a, a little boy and oh, the kid with the big mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. Uh, and it came and went, like yep. you know, gone with the wind. But it, it's uh, it's a nice movie. Um, Three Billboards, I thought was a nice movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Ted, I thought was a lot of fun. 
The, the, oh yeah, the, Ta- I would I would yeah. put that. No, oh, yeah. in terms of uh, if only a, for for Sam uh, Sam J Jones uh, coming out of uh, his uh, oh yeah he was Flash Gordon world that was that was great. Ken Hugo I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and nobody it doesn't seem to be anybody's favorite Scorsese movie, but um, I think it was that was very a passionate. three meant to be seen in three D. Yeah. A, a movie that yes. again by somebody who really paid attention to. But that's the thing. There are some 3D. filmmakers you hear they're going to do a three D film. You're like, I'm, I'm in. I mean, Joe is legitimately you're one of them, and you delivered. And Scorsese's one, and um, uh, Genet. Uh, what's his name? Jean Paul Genet. Uh, yeah, Philippe Genet. Who's he did one that nobody saw that was yeah. actually really kind of fun. And it's um, hard to see these three D movies if you don't see them when they're out. Because yeah, it's just no place to go to see them. Yeah. Uh, and also, I had uh, Agora. Uh, Agora, the, the, uh, the uh, picture with um, Rachel Weisz uh, about the burning of the library in Alexandria. Wow, well, you wow, need to go yeah. on the Trailers from Hell website. Oh yeah, do you guys? You have a website? Uh, yes, and and, <laughs> and look at his commentary on it. Who's uh, commentary? Uh, Brian Trenchard Smith. Oh, Brian Agora. Okay, all right, all uh, right. It's it's a terrific movie. Okay, uh, and uh, Nebraska, I thought was a terrific movie. And again, I'm I'm a friend of Bruce Stearns, but I I thought it was really nicely done. And, yeah. Uh, so that's a bunch of things that I liked. I like everything yeah. Alexander Payne does. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, pretty much. Except, Except that last one. I, I know. I'm the only <laughs> Wait, one. What was, what was the last one? Didn't work. No, I, oh, downsizing. I, yes. Downsizing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I saw it very early on, and I loved it. And and then I was, sub, you know, it just shows how subjective films are. Well, I don't know if it's exactly the same one that you saw if you saw it very early on, because it may have been, be. may have that it may have been a cut that is the one that was released. But it's it's a movie that asks you to keep buying things. You have to keep okay, you buy this, you buy I, that, you yeah. believe this, and after a while you just go, No, I don't buy that. And really? then once you don't buy the first thing, the rest oh. of it just but falls I, away. I buy Heaven Can Wait between yeah, two. But that worlds. doesn't have people changing size. <laughs> <laughs> What about the incredible shrinking man? One day I so, bought that. That was the whole gimmick. <laughs> Is it just you don't believe people changing size? So no, I didn't oh, believe okay. the whole the whole political aspect of oh, okay, society, yeah. and uh, it just didn't, it didn't work for me. I thought because I, I I'll go out. I was just one of the strangest covers. I remember uh, asking Cronenberg once why he had never made a vampire film because you would think of all the people. Have I told you this? Mm-mm. And and he said, oh well, that's simple. He goes, I don't believe in them, and he was sincere. <laughs> And I just, you just think through his entire filmography. But matter transmission. I, I, yeah, I exactly. Him. A man turning into a fly. He's, uh... That's funny. Everybody's yeah. got their. Yeah, he was sincere. It's like me. I would never do a movie with rats in it. That's where I draw the line. I understand. No I Willard the... too for you. No, I But can't. you'll work with us. I know. I, there was, I, I once kind of did, offered a zombie movie, and but it was going to have, I was going to have to have rats. And I couldn't do it. They thought I was wow. kidding. And I said, no, I'm serious. I can't. Well, now you'd be CGI rat. Yeah, you'd be digital. Now you, you have to have them. any real You'd like bite their heads off on camera and never have to see a rat. <laughs> They'd be making me eat a tennis ball or something. So you didn't, um, I know I sound like the girl in the room, but no La La Land, no I like La La Land. It's just not on my list because it won Academy. It, did, it almost won an Academy Award. Well, it sort of did, but then it didn't. Yeah, um, that was it. But I, I, I thought way, that was a very, very clever movie. I mean, just in terms, and especially of, if you like bandwagon. I mean, it's it's. A, I love it's a musicals real musical. and anything that that you know has dancing and the correct way to shoot dancing. Mm-hmm. No, so it's good. I, I was and, and it was L.A. I love you know I like hometown and all that magic thing. hour stuff. Yeah, the whole thing in one shot. You know. Yeah, 
Well, and I would have, if we're going to this year, really was like a last minute, like this or that. I was trying to keep it down. I would have gone with Little Women this year too, which I thought was phenomenal. Uh, I enjoyed just, it. I didn't, you know, I my one critique with it is sort of similar to maybe Stepford Wives is I just don't think it should have been called Little Women. Uh, I think it should have been called, you know, Joe's story or something. Uh, because, well, I think I think the the uh, the liberties that they took with the time frame uh-huh. did not help it. Oh, yeah. I thought it worked. I, it worked. Yeah, for, for instance, I, I I think people were confused a lot of times. All right, I was confused. Well, I also, time. you know, I, I did. There was also part of me where I was like, maybe I'm giving it a. I mean, I think it's a great film, but I think maybe I'm giving it even more. I mean, it's also as as good a director as she is. I think she's terrific. It's like that movie. The writing in that is just out of this world, and and it's about writing. And those and are all just, the things I loved about it. What really? I didn't okay. like about it was that if you were going to set it in, in a time period, you can't have houses with asphalt roofs. Oh, you just can't. Don't. Like you can't. You can't. You that cannot. <laughs> No, you can't. You had, I mean, we're talking again, we're talking about this age of digital things and I'm, and it drives me crazy when you go, okay, they are shooting the scene and then they go to the dailies and not one person says, you know what? I just realized we're supposed to be in the 1800s and asphalt roofs were not invented. So just ruin the film for me. (laughs) And then I read the costume. Stop trying to get her on the show. Well, they, the costumer. (laughs) I read an article and the costumer said we wanted to set it in a time. Timeless at timeless time. Yes. And that really irritated me. Cause I, <laughs> I, 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 I was more bothered I, by the so, cell phones. Because again, the fir- <laughs> I thought the first thing you were supposed to learn is don't confuse your audience. So it's like, we purposely wanted to confuse the audience by sen- setting it. How and was by- I guess your choice just got I, dumped I, I was not confused by this <laughs> at all. I wonder, I wonder if perhaps there's a lot of overshare, overshare going on on the part of <laughs> my two friends who are confused by the film. <laughs> Well, but it's a, you know, it's our right to. Well, this was to, a good idea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was terrific. It sort was, of. She's a great host. She should do a movie show. Oh, oh the, uh, I'm trying to. You I'm can re- use this as an audition tape. I'm right. Re- there you go. Yeah, for, for a podcast. Yeah. I'm just trying to get in that Kevin Spacey movie. I just think it would be the, <laughs> I think it would be so, I mean, what else? Like, you we're can li- change your sex. Well, we're in. Everything. No one would see that coming. I, I, <laughs> to just enter. Yeah. As he's talking. <laughs> it's like when. You oh know. God! You walk in with a rolling pin, Kevin. <laughs> I want to be the crazy neighbor. You know, neighbor. I just knock on the door. Hey, some- keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing. From what I got out of the decade is that all the rules are just seem to be rules thrown. don't apply. Rule, yes. Rules don't apply. Exactly correct. Yeah. They don't. Uh, facts. This is another big thing in movies. Facts do not matter anymore. There, there are many, many historical movies. We used to make fun of movies in the old days, the 40s. Yeah. You know, Cary Grant is Cole Porter. Yeah. And now it, it, people take tremendous liberty with the facts. Uh, as yeah. to when. But they do that in every area of life now. Look at politics. Yes. Yeah. What facts are there? there are no facts. <laughs> so we, that's the decade. We don't own anything anymore. Yeah. And well, I, I, I've held on to my my physical media as have you my physical I know, media much to my, I have too much to the disappointment of anybody who goes into my house <laughs> but you know if you're looking for Die Hard in the next year just uh, actually don't come to my house but you know <laughs> unless you're my friend 
But I, in the old days, you'd go into someone's house and you'd get a real sense if you liked them or not by yeah. looking at their books. That's and right. By looking at their Move. books. Oh, yeah. And now all their books are on their iPad yes, and all their movies exactly. are on so how Netflix. how do we know? They just have playlists. What are you playlist? looking forward to in the next decade in terms of movies? What more? Oh, it's, I think it's just in general. I'm like, <laughs> I, you know. I'd like to have dinner. And, yeah. In terms of movies. Uh, what do you think? Wow. I, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a more movies it's an empty void as far as I can see I've got, got a movie getting made on Netflix I'm looking forward to seeing that yeah. <laughs> we're looking forward well, to working that'll be good uh, yeah movies are getting longer they're almost yeah. too longer too long I actually I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to that I think I think that um, you know we, we may if we survive all this I think we'll look back and movies will have been a, a um, you know we'll look at film as short stories Mm-hmm. Whereas you know TV or whatever it's going to be is going novel. to end up being the novel of the thing. And it's kind of interesting to think of something like Lawrence of Arabia is just going to be a novelette, a novella by the time we're done. But I, you know, I think I think there's a lot of potential there. I think that um, you know, for all the people who told me I had to see Irishman in a theater, which I would have, but I was really sick, um, and uh, I mean, you know, flew or something for a couple of days, and mm. uh, Nancy and I were just like, "Fuck it, let's light a fire." And again, I got a nice big screen, and we threw up the Irishman. And um, stopped in the middle to make some dinner. And it was a great way to see it. And you realize he knew what he was doing when he made it. You know, if, he, if that was going to be a theatrical film, it would not be three hours and 45 minutes. But it actually was made to kind of encompass that home experience. So, yeah, see it in a theater. But it was also. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Really? Because I saw, I saw four-hour versions of Age of Innocence. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think and, there's something about the pacing of that that actually lends itself. I think itself. left to his own devices, it would have been a six hour. But it's got a kind of funky. Film. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I think it's got a kind of funky, episodic nature. Somebody you actually broke understand. it down. Into Marty, if he, he wants it to be a completely, the world is a blackened, right. dark, <laughs> with movie with a movie going on 24 hours a day. Right. So <laughs> if, if, if Irishman could be 20 hours long, and you were held captive. Right. Wait, I'm talking about my own life. Hold on, <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yikes. Uh, should we get out on that? I don't know. It's your show. You can you can end it whenever no, you want. No, I, I, I don't want to end it because <laughs> I have to, you know, I'll have to say goodbye to you. It's, it's the Irishman well, we'll podcast. We'll see each other again. We, yeah. Wait, yeah. I have to say the highlight of my decade is uh, probably oh. meeting you guys. Oh. Oh. And it's certainly true. It's certainly oh, true. That's great. And Don? And Don. <gasps> <laughs> and uh, did you like my timing of that? That's good. That was, that was anyway, lovely. Well, thank you that so much lovely. for having wow. me. Uh, hey, she, 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 did, she delivered that so well. I don't. I, I'm, I'm like, did she mean that? I can't even tell. It was that was really well done. I absolutely mean it. We'll take it. We'll She's take it. I know that's the thing. <laughs> I absolutely meant. I don't know why. I always remember the line from um, uh, uh, who's the great actress in. Um, didn't say anything. She plays his best friend. And remember, she's all hung up over her boyfriend. And yes. Like, all I can think of say is anything. Ioni's guy, say of course. The, but yeah, the girl who's his friend, and she has the song about her ex. All her songs are about Joe. And I just remember yeah. my life. Joe lies with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Clearly, it was, it, well, I, you know, I met my wife and got married uh, this, this decade. But other than that. Yeah. Ileana, and it's his birthday. Other and than, it's your no, birthday. I'm saying uh, this decade. Other than that, I would say that yes, meeting. Oh, well, that's a very sweet. I Having, thought it was a that was highlight of my decade. Yeah, absolutely. I had a good party. You that yes. was a couple of years yeah. ago. That was a good party. Was, was that a couple of years ago? Sad yeah, to say, really? uh, or last year. Last year. It was last yeah. year. This yeah. year, I miss. Don't date yourself. 
Sorry. This I, I met Jeff Goldblum and told him about the show, and he said, I'd love to come on. I said, great. Again, that's the last we heard of him. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> that sounds like that never happens. But at least you asked happens. him. Yes, at least I, you asked. Oh, I did. Yeah, he's very your, affable. Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's also very right affable. Want. Yeah, I'll read your script. Yeah, exactly. And next time you see any of these people, you're gonna got to just you know, yeah, go up to them and that's right. Well, you're right. You get everybody. You know all these people too. That's no, right. because I'm very I I'm just irritating. I just <laughs> I'm very very pushy. So they think if they come on your show, it'll make you go away. Is that the idea? I just, so I go, them alone. I them say, alone. if they say no, I say, and I only got one very hard no. Uh, Robbie Robertson. It was just a hard no. I, I, you know, not directly, but just like suddenly the email stopped working, you know, like <laughs> I was like, okay, he doesn't want to be on the show, but I uh, might be able to get him by the way, Joe. But uh, well, I thought it show her. Backwards. That will show her. But <laughs> I just say, all right, I'm coming back at you. I'll do that. Right. I do. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. They, uh, they come on your show and they're terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? But I'm always, I, I you know, I, I try to hit people up in a way. Hey, by the way. Hey. <laughs> That's what we love about it. Doesn't that yes. sound... Like well, thank, thank you for thank being you. our first guest thank host. For, I love you're, it. You are marvelous. Thank you for hosting us. I came with this book, Letters from Hollywood, my favorite Christmas present that I got inside the private world of classic. Excellent American. book. I've Definitely already worth it. getting for any making. film buff friend that you have. Yes, it's a lot of fun to read, especially the letter from Hal Ashby. And uh, <laughs> I guess I'll see you in a decade. <laughs> no, sooner than that. You'll be all right. You know, we have to have you back the third time. So that's, we got to do more trailers. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got so many good ones. On she's, she's been a guest twice, and this is this does so we have to have Speaking you as a guest. Speaking of trailers, every yeah. time I run into our mutual friend, Larry Karaszewski, yes. he's still angry about Gypsy Moths, that I got Gypsy Moths. <laughs> I'll tell Larry that, you know, if he uh, came through with the trailers that he's promised to do, Ooh, that he comes and oh. does the introductions for, and then yes, records never. the rest of them at home. Oh. And, now, and there we go. And there's, oh, here's the, oh, no, he hasn't sent that one. Oh, no, he hasn't sent that one. Oh, he hasn't sent that one. Well, he has been busy making a movie and all that. So it's by the way, I'm a little yeah, because his oh, disco totally. godfather went up today. And I'm like, why how does Larry get that one? I wanted that he one. He did got that before he even had the idea of making the movie. I love Dolomite. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I've been sort of sad to see Eddie Murphy not get more acclaim. Uh, or Wesley not, Snipes, who was really uh, good in it. So Wesley good. Snipes. He's so good in it. He's not at all like Durville Martin. At all I love in real the life, yeah. But it's a great yeah, performance. And I love, so unlike him. Yeah. I love yeah. the film and I thought Eddie Murphy was yep was just great in it and sad and it was just a good i don't know it was a good movie but yeah i think it'll again it come gonna have a shelf life yeah it'll yeah. it'll well, come back around it's almost a musical you, craig robinson life the, you can't put it on a shelf joe that's sort of the price what we were talking about earlier ed wood has a shelf life you can put ed wood on your shelf why I can't, can't you put this on your shelf? dolomite why not where do you where are you going to get it where are you going to, you mean the movie? Like literally, the where are you going to get Yes, movies. it's going to have, yes. Oh. No, no, I mean, the, we just talked about, there's no hard copy. It's a Netflix movie. Oh, it's, they'll be, I have a hard copy. They sent the Academy. Uh, yeah, you have a screener, but you know. Yeah. Hard copy. Uh, to our listeners, uh, that yeah. is our advice. If you want these films, um, uh, get into the Academy. On Netflix. Get into the Academy um, <laughs> or a guild uh, and get the screeners. That's pretty much the only way you're going to have hard copies of half these fucking movies anymore. Yes. And on that note. Uh, on that happy on note. On that happy note. Thank you very much. I my the great guests. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs>
show was recorded in beautiful downtown Burbank. The official podcast of TrailersFromHell.com, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. This is Josh Olson for the movies that made me. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.